welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. Well, sort of. I'm Carl Franklin. And I'm Carrie Brown. You know, we're going to skip the formalities today because this week we're taking a crack at a call-in keto cooking show. We are taking your questions about keto food and kitchen stuffs and hopefully we'll learn something. (laughs) But we probably won't. Well, I'll probably learn to say no to your harebrained ideas, Mr. Franklin. Yeah, and I'll learn to stick to computer programming. So, Carl, we can't have a two keto dude show without checking in now, can we? How was your week? Long. Mine too. <laughs> it was too long. Okay, well, now we've got that out of the way. Let's talk to the peeps. Yeah. Oh, wait, but first, let me tell you about my bacon butty. I'm sorry? Excuse me? My bacon butty. You know that when you eat bacon, it doesn't go to your butty. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. It's a bacon sandwich. In England, we call them bacon butties, B-U-T-T-Y. This is the problem, Carrie. We're separated by a common language. We invented it. So wait a minute, is it a sandwich where the outside is made out of bacon or is it the inside that's made out of bacon? No, so you get yourself a Fox Hill buns or bagels and you slice it in half and you slather it in butter and then you get some Primal Kitchen ketchup and you slap that on and then you pile it full of freshly cooked bacon and then you put the top on and then you eat it and it's a bacon butty and it's Fabulous. Oh, that sounds unfit for human consumption. How do you eat like that? <laughs> are you feeling okay? You should sit down. <laughs> that's that's the interesting thing. I feel great eating those bacon butties. I'm sure you do. Well, if you have a question for us, you can enter it online at call.2keto.com. That's C-A-L-L, right? Yep. I do not have a British accent. You are very correct about that. And I have no idea what a buddy is well until now. <laughs> I'm going to have to make you one. It's not B-U-D-D-Y, right? It's B-U-T-T-Y? B-U-T-T-Y. Buddy. buddies all round. What the heck? How I've I've been to England so many times, I've never seen in the pubs bacon buddies. I've seen toasties. Oh, you didn't go up north, did you, lad? Up north. You've got to go up north if you want to have a butty. That's dangerous up there. I wouldn't <laughs> go up there. No way. I shall, I shall make you a bacon butty and you will be enthralled. I'll stay down in London where it's, you know, uh, $100 to take a five-minute black cab ride. Yep. Yeah, that's the way it goes. I guess we should get to this uh, call-in stuff. Yes, let's get to our first caller. Hello, you're on Two Keto Dudes. Hi, this is Liz from Rome, New York. Rome, New York. I used to drive through Rome, New York on my way from Pennsylvania, my grandmother's house, to my cousin's house in, where was it? Um, Nichols. Do you know where Nichols is? I do not. It's one of those little towns that takes, you know, you you blink and you miss it. You drive through. But I do remember a place called Roman Pizza. I barely even know where New York is. (laughs) So I remember the other thing I remember about that trip is that there was a, and this is totally not keto, but there was a maple sugar house called the Russell 
Farms. I think it was Russell's Farms. Do you know where that is? It's on that same road. I don't know Russell's Farms, but we have lots of maple in the area. Sugar houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of sugar shacks. My uncle actually did that. He has like 65 acres uh, up in, uh, I would say, Nichols. But he's like right on the border between Pennsylvania and um, and I guess Sayre is the, the town. I got a sugar shack just down the end of my dirt road. Yeah, that's right. We have them here in Connecticut, too. Mm-hmm. Blue plastic. Lots of fun. So my uncle had 65 acres, or still does, and he used to run sap lines to the trees, and he would have a smoke, uh, a, a, a fire, wood fire, where, with a vat that they all ran into, and he would, he would send me quarts of maple syrup that was smoked. It's like smoked maple syrup Ooh. every year. Yeah, that's what I know about Rome. So anyway, what's your question? <laughs> Well, I travel a lot by motorcycle. I'm always looking for easy food that doesn't need to be refrigerated and packed small so I can take enough with me. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I spent the weekend at a statewide gathering of a woman's riding group. A few of us are low carb, so I wanted, or keto or low carb, so I wanted to bring something tasty. And Carl, I took your bazoodle lasagna. They absolutely loved it. Wow. That's a lot of bazoodles to make a lasagna. So you, wait a minute, you took a lasagna on your motorcycle? Yes, I portioned it out ahead of time because we were all doing different rides, and I figured that they could just take it with them on whatever ride they were doing. What did you, bungee cord it to the back? How did you carry it? I have huge luggage on my bike. Oh, like sidecar like things? magical bags of holding on the bike. I can just pull, just keep pulling stuff out of it. So how big are these side bins or whatever you call them? They are um, probably two foot, probably two foot tall, two foot long. Oh my God. How big is this bike? That's bigger than a British bedroom. This isn't like a hundred (laughs) cc street bike that you go. It's not like a moped, is it? This is a bike. Yeah, it's very tall. Oh, and hey, motorcyclist lady, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Like, what? How do you manage the whole helmet thing when, like, the rules change every time you cross an invisible line, and like some places you have to wear a helmet and some places you don't? And I'm like, uh, what do you do with your helmet when you don't have to? Wear I can it? imagine her like, I can't take it anymore. She takes her helmet off, rips it off, throws it in one of them big bins in the back. And have you ever forgotten? To put your helmet on when you've crossed into a state that has a helmet law? Oh, that would be terrible. I do not ride without a helmet. Okay. Well, you're smart. Oh, not ever? Anywhere? Uh, no, around a campsite I will. Well, then how are us foreigners supposed to know if we're in a helmet state or not if you ride in every state with a helmet? I think you should just ride with a helmet all the time, Carrie. That's what she's well, saying. I agree. But I mean, like, there's no helmet law in Connecticut, right? Actually, I don't know what there is now, but there's an interesting thing that happens on Memorial Day. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they have this thing around here called Pappy's Run. And this guy, Pappy, who was a famous motorcyclist, was famous for repealing the helmet law in Connecticut. And he made it so that people could legally ride motorcycles without a helmet. But he's he's a revered hero around here. So every Memorial Day, there's just, you know, hundreds of Harleys just 
buzzing down and I can't remember where it starts. It starts up north somewhere and it comes down to New London. And so if you just happen to be sitting out on Daddy Jack's porch that night, you're you're done for. It's just going to be so loud. Remind me which one's Memorial Day? Is that the one we just had? No, we just had Labor Day. Labor Day oh. is the end of the summer. Memorial Day is the beginning of the summer. Oh, and those that's when you can wear white. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you don't have one of those loud hogs, do you? They go and just disturbs no. the whole neighborhood. So it's no. like a what is it actually? Uh it's a it's a Kawasaki KLR. It's a overgrown dirt bike. Overgrown dirt bike. How many CCs yeah. is it? Uh six fifty. It's one cylinder, carbureted. About as low tech as you can get. But it has some big ass luggage. <laughs> it does. I, come on, I've been out for for over a month at a time on it. So, so what was your question anyway? So I I got into I've never cooked on a trip before, and in the hotel room at this at this getaway, somebody had brought me a dash and I made chaffles in the hotel room. All right. Definition: A dash is a mini waffle maker. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And doing that got me to thinking about what else can I make when I'm traveling on the motorcycle? Now, did you make them in your hotel room? Yes. Yes. I do not have an electrical hookup capable of powering that on my motorcycle. I was going to say that it would be very difficult to (laughs) navigate a waffle while you're driving the motorcycle. You're not talking (laughs) about cooking on the motorcycle. You're just talking about traveling with. Hey, look, if Yogi Parker can turn an instant pot into a smoker, I'm sure Liz can figure out how to cook bacon on her motorcycle. Yes, but he pulls over before he cooks it. Where's the fun in that? I'm talking about, I didn't know if you were going to like slap some bacon on the exhaust manifold. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. What? Like, how can we do this? (laughs) Cooking bacon on the bike while I'm riding. I mean, that's the ultimate travel food. I would say you'd have to probably wrap it in foil and then attach it somehow with something that isn't going to burn to the pipe. But but the biggest- Too badly. The, big, <laughs> the biggest problem you're going to have is time and temperature control. I mean, temperature control, who knows how hot that thing is? And then how long is it going to cook for? Well, you might not be able to stop. At- you're missing the point, Franklin. I am. Yes. Uh-oh. Who cares what the bacon looks like at the end of it? It's fun. <laughs> It's great. I cooked this on my bike. I guess if you can say that, it's good, right? Hey, once I made raspberry ice cream on an ATV. What? Oh. Yes. I feel so. I put it in this in this little. I put it in this little um, fruit like uh, oh, what are they called? You know the coolers. I put it in a little cooler and I I bungee corded it to the front of the ATV and I went roaring around um a bunch of red rocks and foresty tree things in southern Utah and um 30 minutes later we had raspberry ice cream it was fantastic now that sounds like fun and that sounds like something you could do if you're driving on rough terrain Liz Right? Oh, oh yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Liz, if you come over and run, r- just roll <laughs> up and down my dirt road, you'd have ice cream in no time. I've, I've actually attempted to carry heavy cream before, and that didn't go well. I, I had butter. Well, you know, the whole cooking in the hotel room thing is interesting. I was talking to uh, Tom Seast, who tells me, in theory, 
Now, he didn't do this because it's illegal, but in theory, one could bring an electric fry pan or uh, an Instapot or something like that to the hotel room, go into the bathroom and turn on the fan and the vent because it's actually illegal to do that. You cannot cook in a hotel room, but but, if you don't tell anybody and they don't smell it. Then they Still probably... not as fun as cooking bacon on the motorbike. Yeah, I want to know how that turns out. Are you going to try it? Yeah, I'll try it. All right. You're going to have to give us the method. I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. All right. We'll see, see you later. Ya. Bye-bye. That's crazy. Hey, uh, I found this thing on the internet. Um, it's hilarious test answers from kids. Oh, we love kids. Yeah, we love kids. That, especially. That's, that's why I have none and have five cats. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think your cats could be so um, hilarious as this. So these are real answers, and they actually have pictures of the, the tests with the answers written in. So question, what ended in 1896? Answer, 1895. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That's silly. Yeah, but of course. It's not wrong. I'm doing the next one. All right. Question, how would you make a marriage work? Answer, tell your wife she's pretty, even if she looks like a dump truck. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Kawasaki KLR. (laughs) But... That begs the question, the child that wrote that as the answer, where did he hear that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, so the next one. Question, Miranda can't see anything when she looks down her microscope. Suggest one reason why not. Answer, she's blind. (laughs) She's blind. Hello? Children are the best. Children are the best. I was like, why are you asking me this? Tell her, to, tell her to take that bandana off of her eyes. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be awesome if we could all just go through life like children? Yes. Yes, it would. Like just saying it how it is out loud. Yep. It sure and would. And have people laugh instead of smack us. But that doesn't happen, does it? Right. I get, If I'm not getting smacked three times a day, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie, let's bring on our next caller. Hello, you're on Two Keto Dudes. Hey, I'm Mauro from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil? Ooh, la la. Oh, no, wait, that's France. You Am c- I close? <laughs> uh, not really close. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Although, I, I'm, I must tell you, you know the country which has the largest land frontier uh, with France? Can you guess that? The largest what with France? The, the largest land frontier, fr- larger, largest land border with France. Oh, okay, Which, yeah. Guess, we, we, do you know? You know your it must be Brazil. Of course it is. Wow. <laughs> People would say Belgium, Germany, Spain. No. It's wow. Brazil. I would just say Brazil's just got the largest and leave it at that. Yeah, but it is because there is the French Guiana, you know, where they, they launch those rockets. Ah, right. Yeah. The, course, yeah that, that's, that's the rockets. Yeah. So Brazil has a big border with France. Yeah. Well, all I know about Brazil is you guys have yummy steak down there. 
Oh, very yummy. And that big statue. Yeah, that big Jesus. Yeah, big Jesus. Well, I've always wanted to go and, and see that in person. Yeah. Now they have escalators. Before that, you have to walk all the way. But oh, wow. Well, Brazil is a huge country. What's Sao Paulo like? Oh, it's a huge city. It's like uh, 50 million in the metro. It's big. Wow. And we thought Los Angeles was big. You guys know big. Yeah. Well, so Los Angeles is more horizontal. Here we have a lot of uh, a lot of condos. Everybody lives in a condo. Wow. Okay. So, actually, it's more vertical than Los Angeles. So there's more skyscrapers. Yeah, not skyscraper, like 15 stories, buildings all over. So, uh, what's the keto scene like in Sao Paulo, my friend? Well, I can tell you, a lot of people are doing keto here. Uh, my my sister is, is doing that big time. She's now 40-something, and she's the thinnest she's ever been in her adult life. And I know some other folks were doing it. Yeah. Hey, a few years ago... A follower of mine, a, a fanette of mine from Brazil, mailed me a pair of beautiful leather sandals. No. Fantastic. And I still have them. And I love them because how cool is that? Do you know why she sent me a pair of leather sandals? No. Because I, I do this thing where when I'm road tripping and I do landscape photography, I, I will sometimes take pictures of wherever I am, with my feet in. And I have this one pair of sandals that is my road tripping sandals. And so she thought I only had one pair of sandals because every time oh, she saw a picture you. of my feet, <laughs> it had the same sandals on. So bless <laughs> her like, heart. Poor she Carrie, went, she needs more sandals. <laughs> <laughs> she mailed me this beautiful pair of leather sandals all the way from Brazil and I will keep them forever because I thought that was the sweetest thing. Are you going to use those? In your next pictures? I did. I did. I took some pictures with those on instead and made everybody happy, including the lady from Brazil. Oh, so so I, I got to send you some sandals as well. We have here <laughs> that Havaianas brand, you know, some rubber sandals. Rubber sandals? Rubber Yeah. It's, uh -oh. it's big. They, they have stores in the U.S. It's kind of, uh, Is that what you use to place. wade through the Amazon? Just, oh, uh, that's what I use every single day, my friend. Hey, speaking of the, the Amazon rainforest on fire. What? Uh, no, no, that's that's it's a no news. It's uh, it's not news. No, it's, it's not the same. As, it's actually much fewer, much less fire than like ten years ago, and it's and the jungle doesn't burn, but burns is is what already the forest stuff. Oh, it's it's a big thing about nothing. Just this is a domestic thing is to discredit the Brazilian government. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, this is great to know. Now, what I what I'm doing now is this. Some, uh, there was news that Sao Paulo has been covered by smoke from the Amazon. So I'm I'm paying back my friends that warned me about that. And I have this friend in Denver, Colorado, and I told him to be to be aware of this hurricane, Dorian. In Colorado? Uh, because, you know, <laughs> in Colorado, yeah, because Denver is the same distance from Florida as Sao Paulo is from the Amazon. Uh. <laughs> but no, winds can be so unpredictable. So the same the same chances that I have a, a smoke from the Amazon in Sao Paulo, uh, the hurricane may go from Florida to Denver. That's no, really funny. Know. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Perspective, right? Hey, what yeah, I always absolutely. wanted to know, Mauro, are Brazil nuts from Brazil? Brazil nuts are from Brazil. And they are not called Brazil nuts here. What are they, they are called? called 
Castanha do Pará. Would be like Pará, uh, nuts, which is a state. Carrie's laughing because Carrie's laughing because I just made goo goo eyes. I just popped out of my head. Oh, Brazil nut. It's a little bit easier for me to say. Can you say that again? One more time. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Go. Castanha do Pará. Castanha. Castanha. Castanha de Pará. Do Pará. Do Pará. Yeah, that's it. Castanha do Pará. Perfect. You know, I am going to go to my stop and shop (laughs) and walk up to the robot that walks around going, hello, may I help you? And say... Castanho do, I can't even remember. Da para. Castanho do para. Well, you're recording. Do para. Hey, we have to do go para. together so I can do a Facebook Castanho live. Castanho do para, por favor. Now that would. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Do you guys say por favor in, in Portuguese or is it? Absolutely, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Very polite people. All right. Good. Well, anyway, I'm sure you have a question for us. Uh, what is it? Well, I do. You know, I've been doing this, this keto thing for more than a year. And uh, I like the crunchy things, you know, like Doritos, this sort of junk food with very crunchy fries, this sort of thing. And the only two things I could really find is, are pork rinds pork and rinds. some nuke cheese. You pick up some cheese, pour it into the microwave, do nuke it. But what else can we have with that, that crunchy thing? Because I, 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 that got old. I cannot stand uh, those cheese crackers or mm. pork rinds anymore. I like something different. Something crunchy. Crunchy, yeah. Much All right, crunchy. I have an answer for you, my friend. Castaño right. do paro. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. There's a a food called Doritos. <laughs> yeah, I like Doritos. Can you can you fake a Doritos? Doritos are everywhere, all over the yeah. world. But but uh, last time I checked, they're not low carb. No, unfortunately. What do we do for crunch? Well, I'll tell you what. We uh, at my house get this product from Fox Hill Kitchen's bakery, and they're sort of croutons. They're sort of chips. They have sesame seeds on them sometimes. Sometimes they have caraway seeds. They're sort of delicious. They're sort of delicious, and they're very crunchy. And you can get them at bread.2keto.com. And just look for croutons with a Z. Sometimes they have uh, garlic powder and whatever. And, you know, I I like to take just cheese spread, liver pate, whatever, and just put it right on there and crunch away. Will you have a recipe for that? Because you have such great recipes in your blog, etc. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, Shipping from Vermont to Sao Paulo, they will probably expire by the time they get there. But uh, that's that, that's one of the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I know is that, and she says this. You know, I, I, she won't give her recipe away, but she says the basic ingredients are almond flour, coconut flour, egg whites, psyllium husk, and yeast. And she allows the yeast to. Uh, eat the remaining sugar in the flowers, rise, and then she bakes them. And after they're baked, she cuts them up into little pieces and then puts them in a 200-degree oven with seasonings and a little olive oil and stuff so they really crisp up. Well, that's half the recipe. So we just have to fiddle 
with the proportions. Oh, oh, and hey, in my um, keto for the holidays cookbook, there's two cracker recipes. Oh my god, and they're so that good. Are super crunchy. She got. She has essentially what are keto wheat thins. They're so good. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I gotta make it. You know what, Maro? Because you've been a guest on our first show. If you send me your email, I'm going to send you a copy of Keto for the Holidays so you can make them in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that will be great. Oh, that's awesome, Mara. Hey, how has your keto journey been and when did it start? Uh, I started, let's see, on May last year. Okay. So it's like 13 months. And what's your, uh, what happened? Uh, 90, 90 pound, pounds. 90 pounds. Wow. That's amazing. I I did fall all of off the wagon or on the wagon. I don't know which way the wagon is. So <laughs> I, I I did got some slip ups, especially in holidays, yeah. trip traveling. But I I'm I'm doing it, man. I I have to do it. Otherwise, I, I this is I I really I am big. I, I'm well. You, you used to be big, right? You know. Yeah. Yep. So um, uh, I, a friend of mine came to me one day and said, "Well, have you seen one of those old guys?" Big like us. I said, no, never seen one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 got, that is your answer. <laughs> there is none. So, they don't last too long. So at some point I said, well, either do it or I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those old guys. Yeah. Good for you. Hey, Mauro, what yeah. do you call a wagon in Brazil? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know this expression. It's kind of puzzling. So I, I, I don't know. It's like when you are you're not drinking alcohol and then you start drinking alcohol. I don't know. It's you fall on, on the, the wagon? wagon? No, you fall, fall off the wagon. wagon. Off yeah. the wagon. I don't know. But so what's something. the word for wagon? Wagon. Wagon would be carruagem, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll stick with wagon. <laughs> yeah, but we, we don't have that. It's, it's, we don't have an expression for that. We, we, didn't, we didn't have the, the, the wagons going to the west like you guys did. Right. That's where probably where the expression came. Well, you know what we do. We just get back on the horse. There's a word for that, I'm sure. In uh, the next day, if you fall off the horse, and that's yeah. always the best policy. You know, if you go if the the longer you go without being keto, the harder it is to get back. As you but know, but I'm, I'm still I'm still I'm still getting thinner. I, well, we people don't like to say we're losing, right? Because right. Yeah. It feels like you you must recover it. We're gaining yeah. our face back. Yeah, gain your face back. Yeah. Yes. Well, good for you, Mauro. It's it's good to hear from you, and thanks for calling Two Keto Dudes. Oh, it's been a pleasure. All right. Keep calm. Keto on, friend. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, Carrie. Well, I got some more test answers here, just a couple. This one is a uh, multiple choice question. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah, they're easy, right? I mean, they're easier because your chances of getting them right are better. What is the best estimate for the length of a football? Options, one foot, four feet, five feet, or eight feet. And this person answered one foot and added an additional word, ball. <laughs> Oh, this almost makes me wish I'd had children. No, you don't want to do that. Why would you go and do that now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, how about this one? Name six animals that actually live in the Arctic. Answer, two polar bears and four seals. <laughs> Smart kid. Smart kid. Yeah. Well, enough of the kids' test answers. Let's get to our next caller. Definitely. Hello, you're on Two Keto Dudes. Hi, this is Jackie from Mystic. <gasps> Mystic. Oh, I love Mystic. It's just down the road. <laughs> I grew up in Mystic. We like it. <laughs> I love Mystic. The seaport and the bridge and the oysters. Yep. Daniel Packer yep. in Thursday night. Mystic Pizza. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, there's always a line there. <laughs> Do you guys know that uh, I was friends with the family that owns Mystic Pizza? I don't know if they still really? do or whatever, but when we were kids, and I'm talking like when I was in elementary school, we would order for our pizza party on the last day of school from Mystic Pizza. And uh, all throughout junior high and high school, you know, in the summertime, we'd always hang out there. And the kids, there were three kids uh, in the family that took the bus with us to school, to high school. So they yeah. were in our neighborhood. And so the, the family, the Zalepas family, uh, has run that for a long, long time. And then they made a deal with the studio for the rights to the name Mystic Pizza. And they made a bunch of money and I'll bet they did i don't think it ended well for them though there was some problems so you might have to read about that in the news but anyway <laughs> yeah, you're such a name dropper franklin well they were just kids right i mean we were all just kids hanging out on the bus my daughter went there and she remembers the pizza too yeah good place love mystic yeah so what the heck is your question jackie well carl i think you got me in some hot water oh why well, my husband asked me just today to make him something called chaffles. <laughs> I'm not even sure I pronounced it right. <laughs> you pronounce it right. It's chaffle. Oh. No, it's chaffle. It's chaffle. Chaffle. <laughs> chaffle. Chaffle. <laughs> my question is, Carl, what the hell is a chaffle? Chaffle. All right. Well, first of all, it's pronounced chaffle, chaffle Carrie. You don't say chaffle. I'm having waffles and maple syrup, do you? <laughs> totally. We have been saying waffle wrong for decades. Oh, you're going to decide that the world is wrong about how it, we pronounce waffles. It, it's waffle. <laughs> well, it sounds like something a snuffleupagus would eat. <laughs> sounds like some snuffleupagus would leave on the sidewalk. Yeah. Chaffle. 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 Is that something you say when you're like, you know, take, getting rid of some bodily fluid? It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> what the hell is a chaffle? Okay. Chaffle. Yeah, that's my Carrie, question. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say chaffle. You say chaffle. I say chaffle. Let's call <laughs> oh, the whole thing right. off. You're the dude that always calls that river the Thames. That's because oh, yes. that's what they call it here. <laughs> Thames. You're in New London. Thames. It's called the Thames River. <laughs> Thames. Good God, man. <laughs> I'm a girl, if you hadn't noticed. I can't. Well, yes, but I can't even explain what a chaffle is because you won't let me pronounce it as a chaffle. Do you eat it while you're chaffle. on the Thames, Thames River? <laughs> Thames. Yes, while you're sailing upriver to Norwich. Norwich. No, it's Norwich, Carrie. 
How does Carrie pronounce it? Norwich. 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 That sounds like porridge. Yes. Garage, porridge, Norwich. That's how they all go. Yeah. <laughs> in jolly old England, it's called Norwich and it's all the right. Thames River. But we- The River Thames, so, not the Thames River. I'm sorry. You know, I don't the River cook. Thames. <laughs> for, for my husband to ask me to make him this thing, all that's, right. that's pretty outrageous. <laughs> well, okay. We're going to say the CH word. Okay. Okay. So the ch word is made with the following <laughs> basic recipe. Um, oh. But before you can make it, you need to have a, a, a waffle iron. Yes. A waffle iron. <laughs> Hashtag winning. I said that sarcastically. Uh, we you, threw ours out. You need a waffle iron. And the, the, the trend, first of all, this is a trend that has blown up overnight on social media. There's um, a, a Facebook group I belong to called the Keto Chaffle House. Don't say it. <laughs> is it yellow? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the, the, the thing that all the kids are using is this $10 mini waffle maker called the Dash Mini Waffle Maker. And oh. it's literally $10. And people are now complaining that Amazon.com isn't delivering them f uh, for like 20 days. Because they're out of stock. But I happen to know, since you're local, you can go to Bed Bath & Beyond. And the last time I went there, they had plenty of them. And okay. you can buy them for $10. Chaffles are plenty at Bed Bath & Beyond, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Get your chaffles right, here, two people. Two for Chaffle, chaffle, chaffle. Three for Carl. Tomorrow I'll have to go get a chaffle waffle maker <laughs> chaffle. for 10 bucks. At chaffle. And beyond. <laughs> well, I would, I, since they're only 10 bucks, I would recommend you get two because then you can make a whole sandwich in the time it takes to cook one. So here, here we go, Jackie. I just gave away one copy of the Keto for the Holidays. I will send you a copy of Keto for the Holidays if you go to Bed Bath & Beyond and Facebook Live asking for a chaffle iron. Now that is just mean. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> Why would you and do that? I'll even hand deliver it to you in Mystic, Connecticut and take you for a coffee. You don't say waffles. You say waffles. Chaffle iron. Cheese waffles Chaffle iron, Jackie. Chaffles. Do you want the holiday cookbook, Jackie? End of do you? Statement. Chaffle. Chaffle. <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag winning oh, again. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Chaffles all day long. All right. So anyway, so it, it, once you have your uh, dash mini iron, you plug it in. It literally will come up to temperature in two minutes. It's very oh. gets very hot. Okay, I can do that. And you mix together <laughs> a half a cup for for two chaffles. It's a half a cup of uh, shredded cheese of your liking, I use mozzarella, and an egg. Now, that's one the egg. basic recipe, but you can for, add flavors to is that. that. Is that for one or two? Or? That'll make two. So you put wow. half of it down in the chaffle maker. The dash, we'll just call it the dash, Carrie's back there <clears throat> shaking her head at me. You just call it the dash, <laughs> okay? So you put half of it in the dash, close it. Seven minutes later, you've got a beautiful... Uh, piece of toasty bread essentially nice with ooey gooey cheese in the middle wow 
actually it's a very crispy omelet but you know yeah i mean but <laughs> who's counting it, it is technically an omelet you're right and but it just tastes like a crispy piece of toast and a cheesy that's toast. all that matters and that's all that matters yeah so people right. are using these for burgers they're using them for um uh, sweet as well as savory things my particular recipe that that i added a little glucomannan powder to stiffen it up and gooey it up a little bit and make it all stick together and crisp up. What what is that? Konjac flour. Yeah, also known as konjac flour. It's and what uh, is that? <laughs> it's a, the best keto thickener ever, right, Carrie? That absolutely right. Wow, I can't believe it. Franklin we agree has on actually something. Learned something from me. <laughs> so so now the 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 we we've got a. Sweeten the pot here, Jackie. So as well as a copy of the Keto uh, keto for the Holiday Cookbook, which I will sign and hand deliver to you at a coffee house in Norwich, Connecticut, oh. and give it to you. If I'll also bring you a packet of konjac flour if I get that Facebook Live with you in Bed Bath & Beyond asking for a chaffel iron. Okay, I think I have to take that challenge. Jackie, if you ask for a chaffle iron, I'll give you a hundred bucks and buy you a drink. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right, well, anyway. Now so, all I have to do is figure out how to do Facebook Live. <laughs> all right, well, anyway, the rest of the ingredients in my, my thing are a little baking powder. Your thing. Yeah, my <laughs> recipe. My recipe. <laughs> my, how much is a little? Uh, all right, so for that uh, amount, which is a half a cup of cheese and an egg, I use a quarter of a teaspoon of each of the following. Baking powder, glucomannan powder, and actually a, a half teaspoon of sweetener. And the reason I use sweetener isn't to make it sweet, even though it's savory. When bread hits your mouth, the glucose... Uh, comes out from the starch and your your saliva breaks it down to glucose and you actually get a little sweet taste. So even though it's a savory chaffle, you get a little bit of sweet from sweetener. My favorite sweetener is allulose. And of course, allulose uh, is known to caramelize at a low temperature. So you get that you know, browning effect a lot more oh, when you put a little allulose. The, yeah, the crispy thing. Hey, that Franklin. What? Stop chaffling. Let's have a <laughs> quiz. Oh, yeah. It's time for a quiz. Guess what? We've selected you, Jackie. Today's lucky caller picked at random to play the Two Keto Dudes Kitchen Quiz. can get just three out of five questions right you'll win a two keto dudes coffee mug hey wait a minute she's already getting uh, oh she hasn't delivered she cookbook. has to she has to pony up and deliver me a video first all right but maybe we ought to sweeten it maybe i'll give video, you a facebook uh, live lesson for a shuffle iron i'll give you a face i'll give you a facebook Chaffle. live lesson but only if you use it to order a chaffle iron chaffle okay all right chaffle let's do a quiz you ready for the quiz I am. All right. <laughs> Three out of five, Jackie. Come on, you can do it. I'll try. <laughs> First question. What is the major herb or herb or herb? Do you say herb, Carrie? Herb, because there's an 
H on the front. Oh my god! Are you going to say in pesto? No. <laughs> what is the major herb? That was very good. Who played in the who her, who played in the Tijuana Brass? No. Herbie Hancock. No. Close, but it's Herb Albert. Okay, but anyway. Oh, Herb Albert. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the major herb found in... What is the... I can't even know I'm doing it. What is the major herb found in Bernays sauce? Is it? Oh, jeez. Is it A, parsley, B, tarragon, or C, cheese whiz? <laughs> I'm going to go with B. Tarragon? You're right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, one down, four to go. Okay, a shallot has the flavor profile of a cross between an onion and what other vegetable? Is it A, garlic, B, radish, or C, tater tots? No, we call them tater totes (laughs) over here, Carrie. I'm going to pick A. Yes, it's garlic. <laughs> wow, two, you've only got to Yay! get one more out the next three questions. Oh, I'm thinking these just aren't hard enough. Either that or Jackie's just way too wicked smart. I don't think so. All right. I don't cook, but go ahead. All right, me. so number three, Bermonté is a French thickening sauce oh, made no. entirely of water. And what other ingredient? Is it A, fine champagne? <laughs> B. Eau de toilette. Oh my god. Or C. Butter. I'm going to say C. That's right. It's butter. Got Champagne it. Champagne and toilet water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try the other two for an extra coffee mug? Oh, yes. Let's go for it. How about a Keto Fest apron if you get all five? All right. Guanciale is an Italian cured meat made from the jowl of what animal? Is it A, pig, B, sheep, or C, Silvio Berlusconi? Because <laughs> that's what I want on my plate, Silvio Berlusconi jowl. Oh, yeah, it's smoke, don't you know? We smoke it over a couple of oh days out on the fire. God. Oh, what am I going to say about that? I'm going to say A. Wow, she did it again. Boom. Boom. I've never heard of this thing, but okay. Guanciale. It's like the tastiest bacon you've ever had. Okay. The pig jowl is the most tender, most succulent part of pork. It is absolutely. All right. So here you go for a keto fest. Smacking good. Yeah. For a keto fest apron, the best tool for shaving ginger root is A, a potato masher? No. B, a garlic press? Or C, a microplane? <laughs> oh. I feel a buzzer coming on here, Carrie. I think it's C. <laughs> yeah, she got it, a microplane. What did you think it was, a small plane? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the things. And just like that, lovely listeners, Jackie from Mystic Connecticut wins herself a Keto Fest apron. And, po- and potentially a whole lot of other stuff. Well, I have to produce. Right. <laughs> well, Jackie, it's been a delight having you on Two Keto Dudes. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. 
I will see you later. All right. We'll get that stuff to you offline. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, let's get to our next caller. Hello, you're on Two Keto Dudes. Hello, this is Tina from Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Yes, we do. <gasps> I actually know where Philadelphia is. No, wait, I know where Pennsylvania is. I'm not sure where <laughs> Philadelphia is. Okay. No, you probably took the, the smaller roads past us. I know where England is, but I don't know where the Thames is, for example. <laughs> anyway, uh, I always wonder why they didn't call it the the city of sisterly love. Actually, if you want to really know, since I won this trivia contest recently, really, Philadelphia uh -oh. is we got our work for cut else for us here, Cole. Yeah, <laughs> the city of brotherly love is part of the a Greek form of the word from Philadelphia. Really? So, yes. I have another uh, fun fact for you, Miss Carrie Brown and, and Tina, if you didn't know. But my, uh, you know, my last name is Franklin and Ben Franklin is all over the city of Philadelphia. Well, it turns I'm out. I'm related to Ben Franklin. Yeah. That's no, right. I am. You, wait a minute. You are? I am. <laughs> I was going to tell you the same thing. I'm related to Benjamin Franklin. No, I am too. That means Carrie and you are related. Oh my uh, God! I got my DNA done, and um, and they told me I am related to Ben Franklin and Bono. Boom! Wait a minute. <laughs> we're talking a common ancestor, then. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That means we're related. Oh my God! So yeah, that's right. I'm. We're related to an ancestor in Northamptonshire or wherever he was from. His family was from uh, a second cousin, two generations before him. And the first American we attribute to uh, to him was Thomas Franklin in the old ye old 1700s sometime. And that then means we're cousins somehow. We could be cousins, Carrie. We have to because I am related to Ben Franklin. I just don't know the pathway, but you are too. That means we are cousins something. We'll figure this out because, you know, then we could be two keto Franklins. <laughs> 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 and right across my office is the Ben Franklin's first post office. Wow. And right behind that sits his house. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to go on a Franklin tour of Pennsylvania. I will come to Philadelphia anytime for any reason. I love Philadelphia. It's one of my favorite cities on the East Coast. Well, we're coming to stay, Tina. That's right. Come on down. All right. Yeah. Why I like Ben Franklin is because he wasn't erudite like the rest of the, you know, he wasn't even a founding father, I don't think, or maybe they call him one, but he didn't sign the Declaration of Independence. He was just lurking in the background and doing all the work and, and having a lot of fun, but he just didn't take himself so seriously as these other guys did. Yeah, but he had the printing press. Out of the two of us. I got Ben Franklin's organizational gene. You did not. <laughs> I don't think he had any organizational genes. He was he was quite a scatterbrain. 
He, uh, um, the Ben Franklin autobiography is quite interesting to read or listen to. The autobiography or the biography? I think it was an autobiography. Oh, he wrote his own. Wow. I thought. I could be wrong. It could be a biography. But either case, he talks about walking the streets of Philadelphia when he first came. And I'm reading this going, I just walked the same path to work. (laughs) And it's quite interesting to hear his perspective of what the town was like back then. And then... I put it in a perspective of what it's like now. Right. And it's, it, it's, it's the same, but yet so different. Well, you know, here's a man who wrote, uh, who invented the stove and, you know, the wood stove, or the, in, in, you know, and had all these great inventions. And then he also wrote a book called Fart Proudly. <laughs> <laughs> And you got that gene, I uh, No, <laughs> I did not, no. Uh, I, that only happens when I eat too many onions. It's kind of blowing my mind that we're related. Well, we don't know that, but we will, we will further But if you're related to Ben and I'm related to Ben, we must be. The, the, it is kind of freaking me out that both of you could be related. Well, we'll work on that. Meanwhile, do you have a question for Carrie and myself? I do, and there's a little bit of a story behind it. So my grandfather, who's from Hungary and Czechoslovakia. Hungary? Did you say Hungary? Is that like Canada? (laughs) Hungary. Portugalia? (laughs) Yes. It's the the German in me. Oh, okay. Um, Lived with my grandmother, who is Oma, and my grandfather, who is Tati. And Are those nicknames or their real names? They were what I called my grandparents. Okay. Oma and Tati. Uh, so my grandmother would feed my grandfather the meat and the bone marrow and the butter and the fat. And my sister and I would get the 2% milk and oh. the margarine. Oh. And... Interesting enough. That's crazy, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) in perspective, it was crazy. Um, And she was doing it because it was healthier for us. For you, yeah. Don't be like Moma and Tito. Don't be like them. Don't eat that bone marrow. You got to eat your country crock spread. My grandfather was stick thin and worked like a workhorse every yeah. single day and never died at the age of, I don't even remember, but he never stopped. Hmm. And so, but you know, she fed us that way because it was quote unquote healthier. Mm-hmm. And as I started to think of a question for you guys is it made me ponder you know, back then you, she put the meal down and there was no weighing, no looking at a scale, nothing. And here we, today we look at, you know, what we weigh, how much we're eating. Um, and the one thing that always catches me is, you know, we weigh the meat before raw or weigh it after, and I never understand why I have to weigh raw versus after. 
and which one's better because at the end of the day, it all goes into my belly. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be fabulous if we lost weight just by sunbathing? <laughs> cook that meat. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, here's the thing. It does kind of cook even if it's raw when you eat it, right? Because, you know, it, it's at least 98.6 degrees in there. It's going to cook somewhat. Uh, you know, this brings up another philosophical question, which is, if you wake up in the morning, I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little, you know, TMI here, but if you wake up in the morning and, you know, you pee, and then you step on the scale, and it says whatever it says, and then you, you know, you give yourself an urgent haircut, let's say, or you, you know, you get rid of a few extra pounds, so to speak, you sit down on the toilet. And then you get back on the scale, usually nothing's changed. (gasps) Have you ever done that experiment before? Why is that? I mean, you just got rid of two or three pounds of excrement, and yet it doesn't register on the scale. I have seen the scale go up after a BM in the morning. Figure that one out. Are you airing our family dirty laundry, Mr. Franklin? (laughs) Yes, I read that in Fart Proudly by Dr. Benjamin Franklin, who invented the potbelly stove and the printing press, among other things. So what I want to know is, if I have eight ounces of raw bacon and I cook it, and then I weigh it and there's five ounces and I eat it all. Did I eat eight ounces of bacon or did I eat five ounces of bacon? That's what I want to know. I know the answer to that. If you eat all the fat, you probably ate just slightly less than eight ounces of bacon because some gets stuck in the pan and then there's water in it and some fries off as water vapor. So you got to scoop all the fat up? Hell yeah. Or just, you know, cook something else in it and eat it. But then I have I eaten eight ounces or five ounces of bacon? I don't bacon? know. Do you weigh it? But if I did. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be less, but not considerably less. If you put everything that's in the pan, the only thing that isn't going to be included there is the water that has evaporated off. So which one am I doing? Who cares? Just it- eat it. <laughs> but what are you waiting you know, for anyway <laughs> well if it's bacon i don't think i even care because yeah, who i'm cares? just gonna eat the whole thing but in a in a course of a steak or something yeah i i mean you know we're looking at macros some of us and uh, uh, you do what you want you do you but for me <laughs> I put a big steak on the grill or on the pan and I cook it and I eat it until I'm full and then I stop. So I don't know how much, if you want to weigh it before and then weigh it after you've eaten, you can subtract and find out how much you've eaten. But I, I don't even think it matters. I mean, if you just eat to satiety, then you're, you're doing it right. And I think that's the most perfect answer I've ever heard. (laughs) Ta-da! Hashtag winning! Winning! Perfect. I'm really serious about coming to Philadelphia, and and maybe Carrie and I can hop a train. Maybe Kelly will come along, and we'll hang out. I love Philadelphia. Please do. I mean, we there's a little bit of 
keto, meaning we have some uh, a cool restaurant who does um, ribs and brisket and, you know, kind of like the 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 Texas steakhouses that yeah. you have down when you go to KetoCon and things like we'll, that. We'll come to your house, Shana, and you can make us jam. Mm. I, uh, I had jam for dinner tonight. Oh, jam what for did, dinner. Did, did you have jam. cream cheese with it? No, I had creme fraiche. Oh, yum. Wow. I know. It's a addiction now. It's all Carrie's fault. Well, getting back to the restaurants in Philly, I know that I've had an ostrich egg omelet at an Amish diner in Terminal Market, and it was years ago, but I watched them crack this ostrich egg that looked like the size of my baby's head. And hmm. uh, that made quite an omelet. Well, the Reading Terminal is still there. Yeah. And there's quite, there's been changes over the years, um, but there's lots of butchers in different places there. But the one particular restaurant that I'm thinking of is, you know, kind of outside the skirts of the sit- center city. Mm-hmm. But sure, we can do a walking tour of restaurants. Sounds good. Let's do it. We're going to hop an Amtrak, right, Carrie? Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Tina. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you both. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of our crazy version of Two Keto Dudes. We want to know what you think about this format. Do you like this? Should we do this once in a while? Should we spin it off? Should we do some more? Do you want to ask a question? Go to call.2keto.com. Maybe we'll do it again. Let us know. And uh, if you have anything that you want to tell us, of course, just send it by email to dudes at 2ketodudes.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at 2ketodudes. Make sure you use the hashtag 2ketodudes. And, of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.2keto.com. And you can have a look around the ketogenic forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.2keto.com. Also, check out our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen, if Facebook is your thing. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please consider making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. If you pledge $20 or more per month, you will have access to an exclusive Facebook group, Two Keto Dudes Gold. And we also have a free Facebook fan page at fb.2keto.com, so go follow us there. And you can see all our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. Also, we have an Amazon affiliate store. You can buy your favorite keto ingredients and devices and help us out at the same time by going to amazon.2keto.com. We would love you to be involved in helping us build the most awesome keto community. And you can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how a lot of new people get to know about our keto community. Plus, please plan on attending Keto Fest in the fall of 2020 because the community that is built there is absolutely incredible. Just head to ketofest.com to get all the latest information. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. Now listen up, chickadees. Keep calm and keto on. Keep calm and keto on, Carl. All right, and we'll see you next time on Two Two Keto Keto Dudes. Dudes.